0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Again, Sports Card Insights. Title of this episode is The Next Big Thing. So if you're looking for a trend, by the time it's a trend, it's probably too late to get into the next big thing. You want to hit it before it starts trending. That's when you get the best deals. But it's really hard to time that. You've just got to believe in this new category. Thanks, sponsors, Tops. Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. You can get an idea of the next big thing if you look at Beckett Media and uh, ComC. What are they selling? What are they talking about? What are they grading? Looking at the auction houses, Heritage, as well as Huggins & Scott, what are we starting to see in those particular auctions? mike's stadium sports cards and burbank i think burbank is very card centric mike's i haven't been there yet but card shops if you start seeing more sales of certain items that might be an indicator all of my sponsors are eager to get in on the next big... Could the next big thing be magazines or ticket stubs? Those are not cards, but they're very visually appealing. Not all ticket stubs are visually appealing, but some of them are. Most magazines are very display worthyly, The big bucks comes from those magazines that, that were on the newsstand that weren't shipped out as a subscriber copy, whether they uh, address sticker on the front of the publication. That's a trend that could change if I had a choice of paying for a Sports Illustrated that was to a subscriber that was an interesting name, as opposed to paying 10 times more for something that was on the newsstand that was a cleaner look. I'm hard pressed to pay 10 times for the price of the same thing. So magazines have come into some favor lately. I think that's fine, but I don't think they're ever gonna supplant cards. And Like I said, be careful because there's an awful lot of those Sports Illustrated, sport magazines. They've always been there. In fact, many of them were perceived at the time to be collectible, which again, that's not the kiss of death, but it just means if a lot of them were saved, it's going to be hard for them to be very valuable. And if the only value is based on the extreme, pristine, gem mint condition, I think I'd be really careful if I was doing that. So anyway, that's publications, yearbooks, same thing. Yearbooks were intended to be, uh, to be saved, scorecards, even the older ones, World Series, there's always been a thing there, but just regular season scorecards, annual yearbooks, they're nice. Media guides, not a lot of respect there. Again, they were given out free and i've frequently seen a bunch of those could they ever come back in vogue michael jordan's rookie media guide ken griffey jr's rookie media guide i don't know that's going to be a thing another new thing that's going to come up is packaging experiences with cards or nfts i think that is a trend i think that's going to happen and i look forward to that it's not something you can put in your collection it's going to be a memory that you can acquire and take videos and all that. Another next big thing could be larger than standard size cards. I think that would be very interesting. If that did happen, I don't think it's going to happen. Historically, it's never happened. But if the card company started producing bigger cards and they caught on, it might interest for other. Same thing with the coins and the discs and the round cards. They've never been. In fact, the Colgan chips that I could have had back in the day, I didn't get because I really was only dealing with the sharp-cornered cards with rectangles and squares squares. So I passed on, (laughs) uh, oh gosh, passed on a cob that would have been a great part of my collection now, but I had a bias against round cards. Uh, Again, the next big thing could be round cards. I don't think so. The next big thing could be authentic cards. And by authentic, trimmed, altered, slabbed cards that present very well. Authentic cards should not be priced equal to a grade of one even though in some cases they could be. But when the eye appeal is great on an authentic card, especially with something that's a hard to get card, I think you could see some run on those. Again, it's all toward the eye appeal. Same thing with autograph cards. In-person autograph cards, they didn't get full respect back in the day when I was collecting. They've always had a following, but there were more people trying to get complete sets. Maybe get autographs from their favorite player but there's some of them out they present very well in many cases and they can be slabbed up i've got a bunch of them on my card wall an autographed in-person autograph card aftermarket not certified autographs but most of the ones i had i did some mail outs to the players i wasn't sending gem mint cards out i was sending very good to excellent cards that would not otherwise be big sellers now that card has an autograph and the athlete is long deceased So there's some value. Let's see, team photos and other team kinds of uh, postcards and things like that. And that goes in the category of larger than average size. But those things are scarce. They're blank backs in many cases. And so you don't get the, uh, the narrative or the stats. But some of the auctions have gotten big prices for early, even potentially pre-rookie cards or pre-rookie team photos for some of the iconic stars. Uncut sheets. Again, they're very bulky. I have some uncut sheets. It's just they're hard to mail. They're hard to store, hard to get around. And to cut them up, sometimes they're worth more as an uncut sheet, and sometimes they're worth more cut up. But cutting them up is not trivial. Ticket stubs, I think that's already come on, but I'm not bullish on that long-term just because I think there's not going to be any more ticket stubs. And so that'll be an artifact of a kind of a 20th century thing. And some of the ticket stubs that are going for big bucks are not attractive. And you have to tell the story. This was the first game that somebody, and again, just for insight, the last game of somebody, everybody saves that stub. The first game, you don't especially for an untested player, you don't know to save that. But if you were there, I used to keep all my ticket stubs. And now I'm looking back and I'm seeing that I went to some great games, but most of them are torn. Most of them are ripped in half. Another thing that's never been real popular, but could catch on as the industry globalizes, are cards that are not in English. I just remember back in the 70s, when I was a very serious collector, they really got very little respect. That goes for Europe, even British cards. They just weren't regarded as, they weren't pack-pulled in most cases. Some of those were sets that you could acquire, and you could acquire for quite a while after the fact. And then the very, very old stuff has always been pretty good, but not as good as American Tobacco. And American candy cards. Another thing that's not been in vogue, but could be in vogue in the future is that there's a disrespect for players that are not in major league uniforms. And that is something that could change. You just don't know. With the NIL, I think will apply mostly to non-baseball sports. So having these guys and gals that are in these NIL kinds of college or even high school uniforms, if that's a pre-rookie, you just don't know. It could be a big thing in the future. Press pins, pennants, those are both things that have had a following, but not so much mainstream. Pennants are fun to display. Press pins are very small. I've had some friends that turned them into kind of like jewelry or charms or things like that. But those old enamel press pins are works of art. So I like those, but are they going to get a run on them, because that's what you're, some people are looking for. What's the next big thing that's going to have a big run up in price that has an. I think some original art has gone up lately and some of the limited lithographs and artist proofs. That's the original definition of artist proofs were the lithographs from these paintings that were produced in a more popular way. So could that catch on, the limited editions, or especially even the original art? I think it already is catching on somewhat. People are realizing every one of these. Uh, Original art is much bigger than a card, more beautiful, and by definition of one, sure. I haven't seen uh, that much interest in sculpture, although I think there's interest in trophies, and I think trophies have already had a run-up, just like balls, game-use balls, pucks, all that stuff, especially when you have the pedigree, the provenance, you can explain what it was used. On the other hand, if you have a ball on the mantle or a puck sitting on your nightstand, you almost have to have some descriptor there to say what it is, because they all look the same until you slab them or encase them or put a little placard or something that explains what it is. Artwork, on the other hand, if you had a sports art on your wall, which I have some, I still wait. I just keep thinking, just seems like it's more rare and more beautiful than a card, but the card can go for much, much more. It's probably because of the nature of the pack pulled, the chase, and most art is commissioned and is intended to be scarce from the get-go and the supply and demand and the price. And most people don't throw nice art in the trash, whereas cards, some of them were consumed or damaged. Most art gets framed and put up on the wall. I don't know that there's going to be a run on the autograph cards of unknown players that have deceased. I always wonder about back in the day, 50 years ago, the most expensive autograph card in the set was the guy that had passed away, been available for signing the least amount of time. I don't think that's quite true as much because we're very much a hobby that's based on demand, more so than supply. So all these things I'm talking about in magazines and scorecards and art, and team photos and coins and discs, and all these various press pins and all things like that. All those things, you need to look at supply, but even more, you need to look at demand. Okay, If there's not a lot of demand, there's a lot of media guides out there. If you wanted to try to buy up all the Chicago Bulls media guides, I don't think there's that many out there, but then what's your end game? Where are you going to sell them? Maybe you buy them all up, but I don't know that there's that much demand. And Again, demand in this industry cannot be demand- per se. It has to be demand at the going price. Once the price gets up there, within certain limits, the price increasing increases the demand. But we've found with some of these glamour cards, if the price gets up too high, then people say, wow, I'd rather have the money. So the next big, I can't say what it's going to be. I'd love it to be something that I have sitting in storage, but Public is fickle. There's going to be something that happens just like ticket stubs. I think Darren Revell got that ball rolling. Whether it's going to be around forever, I don't know. In the sneaker market, that's very basketball-centric, it seems. And yet basketball are the most degradable of all the shoes. I used to have Ozzy Smith's rookie shoes, traded them off for a 56 Tops Willie Mays in VG condition. Not my best deal. But those shoes were leather, hard plastic on the bottom, metal spikes, and I got them because they fit me. He was my same size foot. But those are going to be around. The half-life of a basketball shoe that's made out of rubber, that rubber's going to decompose. So maybe baseball shoes and football to a similar degree, when it's less rubber and more leather or not degradable materials. At any rate, that's just my thoughts on the next big thing. I can't say what it's going to be. I can't even say what it's not going to be, because when you least expect it, all you need is enough demand to disturb the supply-demand equilibrium, which then drives the prices up. They don't always go up, up. They go up, and then maybe sometimes they level off, and then sometimes they go back down. So I'm sticking with the things that have been tried and true, and I'm kind of a old-fashioned in that way. Things that have been in vogue, I believe, will continue to be in vogue. And for me, that's mostly vintage cards and standard size cards, so, or slightly smaller. So anyway, thanks everybody. Hope you're having a good time hobby the way you want to hobby. I sure am.